we're ready. We are? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. We're, we're, we're live. We're live. Great. So tell me when we're going. You're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're awesome. So awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, we're so we're hot off a hot off a lunch and learn. Yeah, here so at Drift. Drift, we have these things called lunch and learns. We just had one. Had the team there. And we had a very special guest up from New York City. Yeah, she showed some pictures that she shouldn't, but we'll get, back. We'll get to love, that. Please. The reason I love Shannon is because she had old DC on there. We'll talk about that in a little okay. bit. I have notes. Don't, don't I have, all, I have really? no notes. Don't worry. But I want to introduce Shannon McGarity. Shannon and I worked together many years ago, 22 to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I have, um, that was a pretty insane time of my life, of both of our lives. And I have these fond memories of Shannon being one of the best designers if not the best that I've ever worked with, and so um, it's good. So retrospectively, yeah, you, yeah, okay. Not so, to, not yeah, yeah. to. Best designer. I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever heard him say the t- the phrase "best designer I've ever blank." So that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How good does it usually get? <laughs> it's tough. It's a, the bar is tough. So that's pretty the good. Bar is usually so whatever like, you did, okay. whatever you that's did, amazing. you can go home. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was a flip book. <laughs> it was a flip book. That's all it took. Yeah. And so Shannon and I worked together cool. back then, and since then Shannon has, and I'll let her tell you more about her background, but she's an expert in design and UX in goal-centered, uh, goal-driven design. And she gave a talk to us here, Lucky at Drift, and we are happy to have her on the podcast. Welcome, yeah. Shannon. Hi. Thanks for coming. I am happy to be here. Thank you so much. It was such a thrill um, when David reached out, actually, because uh, it had been such a long time. What, well, okay, so there's, so, I mean, there's so many, there's so many places, there's so many places to, to, to take this. But I think you know, let's before we dive in too much on the on the stuff that we talked about today, and we want to bring on to seeking wisdom, like some some background on you and and you know what you're doing now, because there's an interesting story about you know being at Cooper and and how you got there and and just some of the stuff what, you've done. And what Cooper is? Yeah, and what Cooper is? Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And and who are you, Shannon? Coming? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You? Oh, let me start. You yeah. know, I was born in Toledo, Ohio. So <laughs> yeah, that's just right. Um, so I've been I've been doing you know some form of user experience design for about 20, oh, 25 years probably. Um, and so when I met David, uh, we were working at a company um, that the umbrella company was called C- Concrete Media, but um, I worked at a company called Girls On, like a, it was a kind of women's community site, and David was working as a developer, amazing developer at Bolt, um, which was So he did actually use the code? That's a real... That no, no, no one here believes that. <laughs> Tell, Shannon, set the record straight. Well, give me... Okay, no, okay, like, okay. You, okay. Wanted, you wanted something done, David. Yeah, you wanted something done, get you done. See that? Code. Okay, No one here believes it. This is important. This is important credibility moment. I... Right. It's a little fuzzy, but it was it was true. Yeah, he was true. He would tell us that in the early days of the internet, he was coding. Yeah. So now we know. Yeah, now pre-streaming we know. video. <laughs> yeah. We were. He was coding. Yeah. Um, I was. Yeah. I was. I was. I was basically, you know, creating a front end interface for yes. the stuff. So, that so wait, David so you, but you guys, so, you, you guys are all at, you guys are all part of these companies that was part of a, a bigger, uh, yeah. there's a parent company. So That's how you all got connected. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so it was like a, a pretty amazing time. It was like in the late '90s, boom mm-hmm. time. So yeah, we were we were creating something, you know, super special. Um, it was a place that we all wanted to kind of 
be um, all of the time, and we made a lot of good friends, yeah. and a lot of cool alumni came out of that. This is a, a question for both of you, which I, I just I think is interesting. How much of what you saw early internet, like '96 to '9, not, not, I don't mean that. See here, do you? Uh, you always, no. Yeah. How much? What can you repeat? No, but like how much? How many things? Especially because you're both. You know, you're in a product, like in the product world now. You know, and then everything here at Drift, but and then on the design side. Do you see like seeds of what you saw in 96, like sprinkled everywhere today? Like, you know, you always say like, and you said it today during your thing, like nothing is new. These are all, these are all innovations. Like, do you see stuff, early stuff that you were working on then that you now have seen like, oh yeah, that's that thing that we, we were starting to do back then or. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, well, you know, look, we were working on community sites yeah. um, where we were connecting people to each other. So that was pre-MySpace and pre-Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. Like, and you, there was nothing called the social network. We called it community. That's crazy. So we called it community. <laughs> and community mini boards. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Oh, my God. Boards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mini boards, basically, like side, like ch- like our chat window is today. You know how it comes yeah. out from the side? Yeah. We had this thing. Like inside and, of a community? Inside a web page. So on a web page, this thing would come out on yeah. the side, and it yeah. was basically this thing called mini boards, <laughs> right, where you could have a discussion in that, which just looks a lot like what Drift looks like today. Which is amazing. That's right? that, it's know. amazing it's that that's true because there was a <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, there was a spirited, I'll say spirited discussion. You were in on Twitter like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Somebody talking about you know this feature, that feature. And you're like, no, no, hold on. This stuff has been like the, the whole concept of chat and and communication has been since. 20 years, right? Like, at least more than 20 yeah. years. I mean, we had, um, it's funny because I now I can look back at it and think like, oh, wow, wait, we were we had all these things. Obviously, they were not the same, but they were all the same kind of um, paradigms, right? It was just like, oh, yeah, we had this thing on the side. What was this thing on the side? We called it mini boards, and it was basically a way you could chat. Oh, what does it look like? Oh, it looks exactly like the way that we chat now on the side. You know? We didn't have the tech to back up the ideas no, that we exactly, had, Exactly, right? but the ideas were there. And uh, the first version of Bolt, when... We started working on that. Used something called Future Splash, oh, yeah. which was, <laughs> which later uh, became re- rebranded as Flash when Adobe acquired it. It was actually a company, Macromedia, before that that built it. We built the whole site in this thing called Future Splash, and back then Netscape would let you install these plugins, but you had to restart your entire machine every time. So, yeah, no, to install it. So you can imagine, like the <laughs> first time they would came to our website, the person would have to talk about UX challenges. Oh, so would bad. have to download, find the download on Uh their computer, double click, uh, restart their whole computer, and remember to go back to this website that they were just on. Because that's not painful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But people would do it, though. People did it. That's all we we could do. It was was kind of dark ages. And and they would have to go back (laughs) on dial-up, right? uh, But what we were using Future Splash for, later Flash, we were using it because we wanted this website to feel like TV. Right. And yeah. you would go and you would Fluid. play this little thing and it basically would look like the Instagram videos that you see today, YouTube clips like that. None of that obviously existed, but we were trying to do the same thing with very limited technology back then. It's amazing. So long ago. Restart Future your computer. Splash. No. See, this yeah, is good. Exactly. Yeah. Prehistory. I, I, just rem- I remember actually also like one year I dressed up as long as we're talking anachronism. I, yeah. I remember dressing up uh, for Halloween. My costume was the guy on the front of the director box. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about? Like yeah. nobody else will unless you were yep. around. Back but, then. Like, <laughs> that was an back yeah, then. Director Pro- and Flash. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it was all kind of a part of the landscape. It's crazy. And yeah. back then when we were designing, uh, I wasn't designing, when Shannon was designing uh, we web pages, we were basically to what would be today a blog post, which was most of 
girls on was yeah, basically just blog right. posts. Just but, we did, but we didn't have something called a blog post. We would, Shannon would have designers place. design every single article was a unique <laughs> a design. A template. A different template. <laughs> and we would upload the text and the whole design and that would be the article. Yeah, that's crazy. It was it was it was art. It really was. <laughs> it was art. Um, I it, wish we had screenshots. It was not efficient. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it was but it was it was art, and every every single article you made was something special and unique, and and it was amazing. It was handcrafted. It was like yeah. the equivalent of you know how it's sometimes seasonal like internet. Totally. <laughs> uh, sometimes today you go to uh, the New York Times, and they'll have those custom design articles that are amazing. Yeah. Well, every article that <laughs> Shannon was uh, designing was that's a what it was. Design. There was no standard. It was just a custom one every <laughs> single time. Oh, gosh. It was amazing. Can you imagine yeah, the and man all the, hours? So many man hours. And now, like, to yeah. think you can write a blog post from your phone, like, yeah. walking somewhere yeah, and exactly. publishing. And once, uh, at one point, we were talking about, um, I don't know how we got on this topic, but we were talking about, I remembered, I had forgotten for 20 years, yeah. the Bolt store. Oh. Remember the Bolt oh, store? Gosh, no, not until you just <laughs> said it. Isn't that crazy? We were doing commerce. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> what were you With selling? T-shirts. T-shirts. Mostly that, T-shirts. T-shirts that these that had... interns would get screen printed somewhere i don't know where but we would have like these i just remember i remember contests. like you said we yeah contest these it was fuzzy it was like wait we would have it was basically like threadless today or one of these yes, things right exactly but this was a long time ago we would have people mail in uh designs and then we would pick some <laughs> designs from then they would mail them in kids from around the just country would just any mail in. anything not really like what, what was the design like whatever anything the hell whatever they wanted anything they wanted in a t-shirt exactly and we would pick them i don't even remember how they were picked and then these interns and i remember some of them in the back of my mind would go somewhere in soho where we were get the, i don't know how they got them they would get them screen printed and then somehow we would sell the uh, the whole thing it was like how the hell did this work yeah. but i remember it happening yeah, yeah it did i mean i'd forgotten completely yeah. about it actually <laughs> um yeah, that was that was that was a thing. Thank you. Crazy, I love it. All right, so back. so fast forward from then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. until now. Like, oh my god, we'll never get. It's like the equivalent of like when Bezos, which we have a picture yeah. of there, oh, yeah. was selling okay. uh, was selling books yeah. by you know basically getting emails. People would email them and then they would go get the book. We were doing exactly the same thing, except we were trying to create instead of being smart and having efficient, you know, <laughs> books. Delivery mechanism. Yeah, we yeah. were just custom making all of them. You know, in New York, in Soho, a lot of man. It's amazing right? that people were sending <laughs> that were sending this company designed and saying, "Hey, can oh you yeah, print these? totally." Yeah. that's like a whole. That's a its own billion dollar business today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly. then, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, press. all right, so <laughs> that's so, right. So twenty twenty two years later, DC call. Like, how did you? How? Why are you here? Like, what's the connection? You it's just a, like wanted to reconnect, or what? Yeah. Well, it was a, I, I mean, you could probably tell yeah. tell why uh -huh. um, why you reached out, but like, I just got this really awesome. Uh, uh, message through LinkedIn. All of a sudden, after 22 years, I've been at you know I've been at Cooper for about two and a half. Yeah. Um, it's a design and business strategy consultancy um, uh, based in uh, New York and San Francisco. Can you give the people a history lesson? Because you know I'm I'm not a designer. I didn't know, I didn't I didn't know this until today. Uh, I did my research though. Okay. Give us the like uh, Alan Cooper. Give us the Alan oh, Cooper okay, story. Okay. Cool. So Cooper um, was uh, was started by Sue and Alan Cooper. Uh, uh, Alan is really well known for. Um, he was a developer and became a UX designer, um, and he um, he's well known for having uh, designed the visual part of Visual Basic and selling it to Bill Gates over a handshake. Um, that's how the story goes. But he's also, you know, he's this incredible thought leader in the space right now. He's like, um, you know, he's written a bunch of books. Like uh, the inmates are running.
Finding the Asylum and About Face, which are kind of these like seminal UX texts. I was sitting next to. I was sitting. Next has to never read any of them. No, I've never read any of them. I don't mean yeah. it like as a throwaway, but I know you have a very intense reading practice. So yeah. that's very intense. <laughs> what did Craig say? Craig's our VP of. So Craig, so I was sitting next to Craig, and during this session, and I was like. I was like, I gotta take notes during this because Shannon's <laughs> gonna come on seeking wisdom. Like, I gotta have some stuff. He's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you even read, you even read the, you don't know Alan Cooper, you don't know Visual Basic. He's like, you don't know the inmates of, and he's like, literally like giddy, yeah, and I'm like, and making you feel terrible. Yeah, and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is a big man. <laughs> no, this is crazy because I think back yeah. of like, all right, who, what would that be for me? And I'm like, this is the equivalent of like, you know, Al Reese who wrote oh, Positioning or yeah, Ogilvy, yeah. right? Yeah, is like yeah. that's so oh, it's, it's it's a really cool it's yeah, a cool it's world. But, yeah. yeah, it's seminal. So like the Visual Basic part is interesting. I, I got to ask about. I know you weren't. You should there, also obviously. follow yeah. Alan Cooper on Twitter, which yeah. I did recently because he says crazier I heard things he's than I do. Yeah, he's a funny, much crazier. That's that's actually Craig. Craig goes. I seen, I'm like tame. Before he <laughs> yeah. told me who Alan Cooper was, he's like, "Oh, I follow that guy on Twitter. He's a maniac. I love it." And I'm like, "All right, I don't know what we're talking about." <laughs> yeah, but I also, also, I learned. He's, I like he's pushing the practice. I, I learned it. today I that Alan it. Cooper is also the father of the persona. Yes, That's, he is. Yeah. You want me to tell that story? Sure. What is okay. a persona? What, what is, is a persona? persona? Persona is a, uh, it's a design target. It's a synthesis of a bunch of research you do mm -hmm. around your users, try to get to understand who they are, mm -hmm. and they all of that information we try to synthesize and boil down into um, an archetype called a persona. So it represents um, multiple people we've mm -hmm. talked to, and it kind of creates this, you know, I hesitate to say fictional, but a, a, a character or a person um, that represents all of these kind of data points that we learn from research, and it gives us a, a target to actually design for and also evaluate our, our designs against um, so it brings people together yeah. um, and we have a lot of marketers on the show yes. listen to the show yeah. and they all use personas oh okay. right? yeah That's it's a very big thing in marketing yeah. to use well, personas there are two different kinds of personas yes. yeah, um, yeah. so just to be mm -hmm. like super clear about that because we have to deal with that in, in kind of our consulting work all yeah. the time you know there are marketing personas yeah. um, which are much more kind of um, focused on demographics yep. and segmentation etc and sure. the type of persona that um, that, that we do uh, at at Cooper and Design It is um, we use design personas. So okay. um, What's the difference? They, they're much less focused on. They're more focused on um, goals, goals and yeah. behaviors mm -hmm. and pain points and 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 kind of um, high level storytelling yeah. and 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 very focused on. Um, they're a great um, target for. Um, for helping us to like think about what a product or yeah. service yeah. can be. I like, I, I, I've so seen people mix them too. I've um, seen marketing personas that look hey, like dance personas. You use them the way that mm -hmm. you know you want to and you've got to break them. Although I would say, you know, to be fair, like, you know, I, I think it helps to to demarcate a little bit and explain between the two. Yeah, between the two. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I didn't think they were separate things. It was great. Um, but I wrote down something you said during the persona thing, okay. which which is interesting, which is like before people design things, like um, engineers would build things on, based on, what, or you'd design something around what was technically possible. Yeah, yeah. But the whole concept of personas is to actually think about the user and say, hey, forget what's technically possible. Because yeah. I can see how that would, you'd basically just design yourself into a box. You're like, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't do that, but what would this person actually need? Yeah. That's the foundation. Yeah, that was like, I think I was kind of discussing pain points, right? Like, uh, <laughs> it, it was difficult. Um, because it felt like design was always kind of the caboose at the end of the train in a way, yeah. and 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 you know, okay, we're designing something because it's technically possible, or because um, you know a product manager um, says that this is mm -hmm. the way it needs to be, et cetera. But but ultimately, personas allow us to kind of like think about the users first before we ever kind of you know hit Sharpie to um, you know to post it, and and think about people before we kind of 
enter the production. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you talk, the one thing that, I don't know if he talked about this back in the day, but one thing he talks about now is like <laughs> the concept of company problem. Why are you going to test? Uh, why are you going to test? What? I'm testing. No, I'm me. testing you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is a quiz. Right this is a quiz. No, no. This is a quiz. No, I don't me, know. Tell me about the company How problem. The company. He always says like company problem versus customer problem, right? Yeah. No, that, I never thought well, about that. That's okay. what it seems business like. This is the core. That's what we do. That yeah. is like legit what we do. We're we're marrying um, business objectives with user needs, goals, um, and bringing those two things together because you can't you can't have a good business yeah. without both of those things. Yeah. No, I never talked about that in the past. Yeah. So I should have listened to Shannon back in the because it's interesting because I learned I only learned this through uh, decades of pain mm. <laughs> yeah which is how That's we learn most it. lessons though yeah. yeah decades of pain of not of not considering not including the customer in the yeah. process and yeah. the design you know kind of something that you touched upon in the talk which is like starting the to build or starting the product or starting the thing based on you know our own gut our own feeling our own interpretation of what we thought the customer was but never actually going out and talking to the customer yeah. and I only discovered this really as a way a methodology that we've used in 2009 but before that i never did it yeah you were yeah. telling me a little bit about that yeah. last night at dinner mm -hmm. about how you've you've actually created this whole practice yep in around customer driven around like, and understanding who they are and going into the totally yeah you know into their offices and mm -hmm. seeing who they're talking to and what they're dealing yeah. with on a daily and she basis. what was great about it i was describing this process that is in that book hypergrowth right there yeah. and uh which is this customer centered kind of approach to building products that we've kind of stumbled upon and it and I was as I was describing different pieces she was giving me the real names for them and I was oh. like oh shit this is official she was like I was like oh, she, jargon yeah yeah she was like this is generative uh, whatever I don't even remember the word generative research this is blah 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 oh that's this see? I say I can't even remember what they were but they were like these big Big words, and they sounded good. No. And I was like, I've been doing I'll that this whole that. time. Yep, I've been doing this whole time. I have. No, it was awesome because I was like, because you validated something yeah. that we were doing. And I was like, oh, this isn't just something we stumble upon. This is actually a thing. Yeah. But we accidentally never approached it from understanding that it was a thing, and we just stumbled upon the same answer, which I think is, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, it means it's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We so, so you started to talk, so you boiled down basically like, okay, so the last 15 years of your, your career, you kind of synthesized everything into three things. You said, number one was you started to feel like design was an afterthought. Yeah, and I want to yeah. talk about each of these. Yeah. But So design was an afterthought. Uh, quant often ran the show, so, yeah. so people were relying more on what the data yeah. was saying than yeah. what you actually felt might be right. Yeah. And then the third thing was, like you just grew tired of design, like having a sword fight with clients. Yeah. And I, I thought that was interesting because I think we have a story, like like the way that you guys talk about building products, building companies, building teams, There's those are all related, right? Like we have something written. Pattern. We, same pattern. It's the same pattern. Design was an after, like design was last. Yeah. You know, data, you, you trusted data instead of your gut. And then yeah. you're making, you know, arguing about clients because the client says, well, I think this is right. Whereas our motto here is like, let's ship it, actually get feedback yeah. on it, and see what happens. Hey, that's a huge part of, of the design process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it's it's making sure that it's it's built right and testing and, and, and poking at it, which is great. That's amazing. It's it's just, I think, mm -hmm. ultimately, um, what I think where the, you know, all that pain was, um, what what kind of filled the pain was goal-centered design. So, mm -hmm. so being able to kind of have a design target and having everybody align on that design target together yeah. before you got to that point, like, that's where all of a sudden my pain started to disappear. Yep. Um, in my career so um, that's kind of what I was getting at with those with those three main points I guess what was amazing talking to Shannon uh, last night and then today and, and during her talk is like how it's something that we always talk about which is uh, Shannon also did in her talk which is like 
all of these patterns are the same. Mm. They may have different names yeah. and different contexts, but like we were seeing the same patterns for things. Like I, a lot of we had a Q and A session after her talk, and she, and uh, most of the questions I was laughing to myself, and I <laughs> and I kind of I, I tried not to interrupt because they were the same questions that we get about marketing or sales or whatever. Which is you know, and all the questions were basically summed up as. Uh, can you give me a three-step process that I can follow to achieve X, Y, Z? And most of Shannon's answers who, who were- Who like designers, engineers? Everyone in the room. Okay. Everyone in the room. It was salespeople, engineers, uh, designers. Everyone was basically asking for the same thing. Give me the secret formula to get X, Y, Z. And Shannon was saying, uh, would come back and say, well, sometimes it depends. Yeah. Sometimes that's an art. That's actually an art. That's not like a you know a hard and fast rule. And like sometimes you just have to make a decision. And like yeah. it was all these things that we talk about- in a different context, but it was the same lessons, right? Yeah. And people, no matter how many times she said that, the next person would raise their hand. Well, everybody and say, wants like, the What's the cutter, next? Like, give yeah. me the three steps to X, Y, Z. Yeah, done. Yeah, there aren't. There just aren't. You've got framework that <laughs> yeah. you can use as your guide, but mm-hmm. um, I think also like just knowing how to break the tools and being pragmatic about when to apply the tools to the yeah. kind of project that you're working yeah. on. Like, I know you guys are working really fast here. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, do you eat all of the elephant at once and like and and try to you know try to incorporate like you know uh, like everything you know yeah. this all of this change at once, or do you just to, like take little pieces and say, oh, I'm going to do proto personas and see how that works yeah. and like pilot that out and see if that's a good alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tool like not doing it all at yeah. once i think is is you know can be what is your what moments. is your answer to that like how would you answer that uh i think we talked about it after which is uh i think the answer is and this is the answer that shannon gave which is in the elephant kind of metaphor which is you have to take an incremental approach you can't go all the way to and i think you know uh someone in the audience asked you know like well we basically it was a leading question it was like <laughs> Tell DC to <laughs> let us do X, Y, Z. Well, we wanted to do research, and we wanted to hire some people to do research. And basically, we wanted to have this giant process, introduce, change everything the way that we work. But everything that the way that we work is working, but yeah. we just want to change all of it. And But uh, someone over there where I was sitting, <laughs> and that over there <laughs> said no. Therefore, we can't. So, how would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How could, how would you go about, Shannon? Do you have an idea? I'm just asking. It's a hypothetical. Hypothetical <laughs> for how you could do this. Oh, God, you, and I was just you sitting can't there. Screw up this question. Yeah, yeah. Then. Just listening. And her answer was, "Well, you start with a little bit. Just do an incremental approach, and then you build on that, and you build on that. And that would be my same answer to this person. But often, people, uh, wherever they are, they just want permission to go." No, we're just going to do 100% the other way. Right. right. We're going to go off for three weeks and brainstorm. Yeah. And hire 15 people. And then gonna, we're going to have a new research process. And we're going to change how we do things. And it's like, well, that's never. Who's going to agree to that? I think, again, it's about it's just making sure that you can you can carve out little pilot, um, yeah. little pilots for yourself and, and, and prove it internally. Totally. And then build on the success. Yeah. yeah. And there was one slide at the end, oh, no. uh, which, uh, which no one actually had a question about. But it will be the most... Brought up one. Uh-oh. Do you know which slide that was? No. Okay. Do you know which slide it was of your slides? Uh, the, is it the one about goal-centered design or no. goal-driven design? No. 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 Okay. This will mark this. Write this down. Oh boy. Make sure mark this will this be the. History. This will be the number one thing that's well, brought up the after record. this talk. It's on the record. <laughs> on the record. <laughs> and it is the. It was a slide that said sometimes you have to slow down to oh. speed up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I no knew one you were asked that question, that. but I was just watching. I was like, hmm, yeah. okay, here we go. Let me no, everybody ignored that question. <laughs> well, Shannon said, Shannon sometimes said you down. have to slow down. Okay, so what does that mean to you? That means that we just come to a stop. 
I'm slowing down. We just down. stopped. I'm going to slow down. But you I didn't slow down. Slow you down. just stopped. No, but Shannon said that we'd slow down. Remember? Oh, no. Let's call Shannon in. Shannon See, this said we'd slow good. down. This is right? good. And you we guys were, we spend more time. Therapy. And we were having this show. This whole show is therapy. Mm. And we were having uh, this discussion uh, after the talk and saying that same thing with the example about the feedback that people want this binary answer. Mm. They want either we are going to do feedback and user-centered research around the way that I want to do it, that I'm proposing. But if you say no to my exact way to do it, then that means you say, we don't want to research it. Right. And it's like, we didn't say we don't want to research you. We just said we're not going to do this big project. And if we say, there's nuance, is, in other words, and what, if, yes, we should slow down sometimes. That doesn't mean like now we have permission to like, we just stop everything because Shannon says sometimes you have to slow down. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, you know, mark what, that down. What, what, can your, what can your organization absorb? Yes. Um, That's what, a good way to think about it. What do they have a palette for? Yeah. Um, and, and it seems like you guys have a palette for quick tests. Yep. Um, so that's probably how I'd approach it. Yeah, Every because, culture is different. Because there's really, I think the thing that we, that we do a lot, which is like, even when you say the word quick tests, I think that means something different to us than uh, what people think. Sure, sure. People even think quick tests means like, okay, well, I'm going to get, okay, fine, I'll get a group of five people and I'll test them for two hours. And we're like, yeah. no, for us, a quick test is like, tweet it. Did anybody respond to your headline <laughs> yeah. idea on Twitter? Okay, sure. maybe this is good directionally. Sure. Or spend a hundred bucks with a Facebook ad and see, is anybody clicking on this thing? Like there's always some yeah. level of like something you could do in five minutes yeah. that I think yeah. people just gloss over because like, well, it's it's either one or the other. It can't be both. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's not binary. All right, we no, are... I think people want permission to do what they want to do, right? So they, they, want... they have an idea. They have a solution in their yes. head. But, exactly, but... and you touched upon that in your talk. Yeah, um... It, yeah, I guess I guess it's just kind of like you have to you have to kind of see what what is, the company will accept. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what, what the context will exactly. accept, right? Yeah, exactly. like the, well, that, that's probably like that's probably different. like the, all the battling with with clients over design, right? Yeah. They're asking to create something they already know they they already think they have the answer for it. Yeah, there is no interpretation. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that and that was I mean honestly that was like pre Cooper. I mean now like you know people come to Cooper and design it now. Yeah. Um, they come because they want um, to to find out what they don't know. Yeah, um, which, which is, is awesome. Pretty incredible. Which is awesome because um, back in the day would just be like I already know what I want. Just give me exactly. Data. Go make this. Yeah, go make go this. Go make this. <laughs> the data says that you should make it. So make all it. right, I want to wrap up with some uh, career stuff because okay. we talk a lot about uh, this podcast is a lot about um, personal and professional growth. And so I think you said something that was really interesting. And you said you have to know. Um, you have to know the difference between pain and discomfort in your career. Can you can you unpack that? I can unpack it. So I would say that pain is um, not productive. Um, you know that you're experiencing pain. Um, well, I know because I'll get an eye twitch. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but you'll know because like you feel powerless in a way. And I think discomfort is is actually it's healthy stress. Mm. It's the thing that you put yourself through um, to kind of level up in your career or in your skill set. Um, you know, with the tools that you use. So um, discomfort to me is like um, it's uh, strength training, um, you know, for for your career in a way. So that's the difference to me. Um, pain, eye twitch, discomfort, um, healthy stress. You said resistant uh, discomfort is resistance training for your brain. Yeah, right? that's, it's like it's like that moment better. of you're <laughs> at the incline on a treadmill and it sucks in that moment. Yeah. But you get off that treadmill and you're like. I'm soaked in sweat. That was yeah. amazing. And like you know I feel that like it's going to be better. Totally. I think when you're living in pain, you're like, I don't know when this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. Please make it stop. Yeah. You know, like you're you're ready to end it. So yeah. like you know, 
I, I think yeah, discomfort is is kind of the magic uh, the magic word. And I you know I'd shown that like slide like around um, David Bowie and how he said that like you kind of know that um, when your feet are just about like you know if you're in the pool and your feet are just coming off the ground a little bit, that's kind of like the the great space where like magic kind of happens where you, you feel uncomfortable, but um, but you know that that you know something amazing is going to happen. I love that. What do you? I, I was thinking. Take, I was did thinking. anybody know who that was? David <laughs> Bowie, just me and you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone was like, eh, blank. Who's that? Who's that dude with face paint on on his paint? Who's that? Uh, no, I, I don't know how many people knew that. Maybe maybe five percent. They did Back to the Future. They I did. Like, maybe shot. that must be back. That maybe that must good. be on replay yeah. on something. Yeah. Maybe on in when you mall. fly in yeah. JetBlue, you see that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how they knew yeah. that one, but uh, most of the references they know no no. But I love this uh, this topic, obviously, of discomfort. Something we talk a lot about. But I like the way that you positioned it. I love that David Bowie quote, which I will steal <laughs> that entire slide. Excellent. I'm going to use that. Great. Are there, you know, aside from Alan Cooper's books? Let's put those. Uh, we'll get those, and we'll put them around here. Uh, aside from you. those books, are there books that you suggest to other people that are either in design, not in design, to appreciate like what you are talking about, or sure. kind of like, yeah, sure. I mean, like, there's the the one that I talked about today. Um, I really like uh, that org design for design orgs um, okay. by Peter Merholtz. Okay. That's great because it explains it kind of it diagnoses um, mm -hmm. kind of a, a problem um, mm -hmm. that that people are you know starting to grapple with, which is um, you know where design um, fits in an organization, yeah. and it talks about that kind of double diamond um, approach to um, kind of product delivery. So, you melted everyone's uh, brain on that. <laughs> They're like, who knows the double diamond approach to whatever? And everyone's like, no, nobody crickets. crickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was living that life, you know, up, yeah. till, up till Cooper, I would say that like I was kind of living both of these diamonds are important. Right. But like if you've got the definition problem or the definition diamond, which is about like um, solving the right problem. Yeah. And then um, and then you've got the execution diamond, which is like doing it right, solving it right. Yeah. Like I was kind of living in that execution diamond for a really long time. And, you know, with goal-driven design, all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm doing, you know, amazing UX work and I'm doing service design mm -hmm. where you're defining, you know, you're defining the solution, you're defining the problem, really. Awesome. Yeah. That can be incredibly empowering. So I, I love that book just for the, the it, it, it changed my vocabulary mm. about um, the pain that I'd been experiencing prior. We're going to have to get that book. And do you have, how do you describe for the listeners, the Venn diagram that you had of what UX is. What are the three circles? Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on one second. Um, it's because I love this part. For now, you got me on it's the four spot. Circles. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping out for yeah. a second. Well, so, one of them was copywriting. Yeah. Well, so it, you know, you had interaction design, visual design, copywriting, and all of these three things kind of merged together in yeah. a way. I've been doing all those things throughout my career, mm -hmm. um, and and kind of you know, actually, if you get about face, you'll see like you know that Venn, Venn diagram comes directly. Comes from, from there. From the book, okay, I'll get that. That you know, form and 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 content and and the way it works all form together to kind of make that sweet spot of user yeah. experience. And so, yeah, that that is kind of how I think about it's user amazing. experience now. It's the, my model for it because it overlaps with some of the stuff we talked about. I loved when you were talking about your own journey from interaction designer. Then you talked about copywriting. Yeah. Then you talked about marketing in a certain yeah. context, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, I've never heard a designer talk that way." Because that was amazing to me. To, well, to and see they have a very, very weird, like and I then you sold, yeah, yeah. Off into marketing. sold diet. Uh, I, I sold diet programs online. Tell me, um, tell me about that. Um, How did that I, work? We, and you designed funnels. Uh, uh, funnels, email campaigns. I have mad love for email campaigns still because, like, yeah. there's. I love. I loved being able to push the needle, like uh, to move the needle. You could see with Quant, like, yeah. just you know how how many more people you were getting with. You 
you know, content A over content B or just a subject line. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's. I just see? love. You can come back. See why Shannon's my homie? You can come back. See why Shannon's my homie? Designers aren't supposed to care about copywriting and marketing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm I not, I'm not typical. She's not your average designer. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't that's have, amazing. I don't have the same background. I didn't go to design school, guys. Yeah. Um, we had a bunch of drifters uh, eating lunch and they said, uh, when is Shannon staying here? <laughs> yeah. And they voted. They voted you on the island. Yeah, you're oh, on. Now, if you leave the that island, you're on. Oh. All right, send yeah, us. Uh, well, so first of all, you got a bunch of stuff we can plug, right? Yeah. Right. So Shannon, we didn't talk about this, no. and I'll, I'll do the plugging here. Uh, here, I'll give you my Shannon, notes. Shannon uh, runs training. Well, I don't run training. I okay. participate. In you training. participate. Yeah, yeah. So she does training. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, training for Cooper, and so if you want to learn about all the stuff that we're talking about here and a lot more uh, in terms of design. She has a special offer for you. Ooh. Go to cooper.com. Was it slash courses? Courses. Training. Oh, training. Yeah. The DG has notes, but he erased the URL. <laughs> I of didn't the notes. know. I didn't know that DC was going to be reading them. I yeah. gone cooper.com slash training. Yeah. And he's okay. in the middle of podcast. He's like, what's the URL again? <laughs> it's cooper.com <laughs> slash training. Yeah. Yeah. And enter the code DRIFT. Wisdom. This is one word. Drift Wisdom Twenty yeah. to get twenty percent off classes. Yeah. That's a special offer just for the Seeking Wisdom community that Cooper has stepped up. And thank you, Cooper. Yeah, Cooper Professional Education is a part of. Um, actually, we were we were recently acquired by Design It Global Design yeah. Company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sixteen offices across the world, etc. And so, Cooper Professional Education is is basically the North America region's um, mm-hmm. training arm. And so, right now, um, I do classes around service design, design thinking. Um, those kind of high-level framework classes, yeah. but also um, around like technique deep dives, like design research techniques and mm-hmm. leading creative ideation and, and design leadership. So, so you have to see some of these classes. It's www.cooper.com slash training. And these are some of the titles of some upcoming classes. Design Thinking Immersive, Design Research Techniques, Landing Creative I- Ideation. Oh, I don't even know how to yeah. say that. Leading. Leading. Yeah, I don't know too. how to read. Yeah. Uh, mastering the Art of Feedback. <laughs> oh, I need, need that one. You need that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone we'll, that works we'll with me that. needs okay. this class here called Mastering yes. the Art of Feedback. You're actually feedback. teaching that one. DC's actually uh, guest lecture. Design leadership and service design immersive. <laughs> like, you know, if you listen to podcasts, we never plug anything, but this oh, is, is like hot. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. 100% <laughs> oh, no. super high value. And there's even a workshop here called the Brand Experience Workshop. So if you're interested in this stuff, cooper.com slash training, 20% off. Go hang out with Shannon. Don't listen to any story she tells you about me. Uh, none of those are true. Uh, ignore those stories. Every one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for about DC back in the day, and go holler at Shannon and show her how much you loved having her on by leaving a six star review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. They only they currently only allow five. Stars. They only allow five. We've but gotten a bunch put an of extra, comments. Put in five stars and then yeah. put an extra one in the yeah. in the maybe feedback. by maybe by hypergrowth they'll have six stars. That's right. And so thank you for joining us, Shannon. It was awesome to hang out. It was awesome to go back. Please don't show those pictures of me uh, to anybody. Yeah, I might need those. The flipbook ones are right. That was the drawing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.